like to thank everybody to tuning in to this here particular episode of Political Straight Talk. Oops, my bad. Ragtag Radio. My mistake. So, tonight we're going to talk about is the truth out there? Are there aliens? And if so, do you want to meet them? Have you already uh-huh. met them? Are you an undercover alien? Why does the United States hide most alleged alien encounters and UFO sightings? We're going to discuss that and a few more things on tonight's episode. But first, let's get the politics out of the way. Uh, Governor Rick Scott has won the Senate primary to face uh, Democrat Nelson in Florida. And underdog DeSantis has won the Republican nomination to be governor in the state of Florida. So we'll see how that turns out. So um, the key to watch there in November is going to be Broward County. That's uh, that's the county to watch to see what turnout happens. If there is big turnout in Broward County, so goes Broward County, so goes huge turnout in Broward County. Generally, we have a Democrat, office holders, low turnout in Broward County, Republican. So, that's that. Now let's move on into the world of aliens and alien abductions. And uh Here in this program, we are all-inclusive. We accept everybody, alien and non-alien. And that is why our co-host, Nurse Moonbeam, uh, is allowed on the program. She first introduced us. The movie E.T. was made because of her. When she first came to this planet, she wanted to phone home, and she did not know any other word except extraterrestrial. So she said, E.T., phone home. One of the most iconic movie lines ever. There you go. But on a serious note, the United States has far fewer UFO sightings reported than anywhere else in the world, almost by an 8 to 9 to 1 margin. Matter of fact, in Great Britain alone, there are more UFO sightings in one year than has been reported in the past 25 years in the United States. Now, you know, a lot of people have questioned that, especially me, I've questioned that. Why is that the case? And is it because there's a filter on U.S. news? Now, I do think that there's a filter, obviously, on U.S. news, and and ever since President Trump has taken office, we've seen those filters more so than we saw in years past. And I think that the news filters out a lot of this. I think it is they don't want the public to be concerned that we're not alone in the universe. Now, I know, Nurse Moonbeam, that you had been researching all this. And what did you find out in regards to the reporting inside the U.S. and outside the U.S.? What did you find out? Well, 
wish I'd known we were talking about this tonight. But <laughs> I found out You did that, know we were talking about this tonight. No, I did not. Sorry. <laughs> I asked you at four thirty. What if I asked you last night what we were talking about? <laughs> and well, so I didn't hear I didn't hear from anybody, so I posted the regular post. Well, Moon Beam, we're talking about aliens. All right. Well, I discovered that they've been seeing these things or reporting them since the 1940s. Um, I believe it was both by Navy pilots and Air Force pilots, Marine pilots, and it was quickly dismissed as, you know, or buried, as the government likes to do. Um, I believe some astronauts even reported seeing some uh, UFOs. It wasn't until 1962, I believe, that the first people came out and said they were abducted by aliens. Um, I don't have a number on me right now as to how many there were. It's in the hundreds. Um, Some report, you know, um, blacking out, as they say, for two hours. There was a couple that were driving down the road. I think this was the first one that they were driving down the road and um, saw lights behind them. And uh, from that point on, it was like two or three hours later that they woke up and had visions but couldn't prove it that they had been, you know, abducted. It said there have been many people um, many people who have claimed to have been abducted. Not, me not being one of them, I know that <laughs> find that hard to believe, but no, I was never abducted by an alien. Um, NASA likes to sweep this under the rug, as does the government. Um is always Area 51, and uh, those records, I think you told me, are very classified. And but Area 51 is nothing more than a top-secret Air Force base. Yeah, not um, not for eyes only. Um, nobody knows what's going on there. Um, there were reports back in the 50s that they confiscated a UFO that had landed, and there were two alien beings um, that were brought to Area 51, and that was the last you heard of. And that was hello, hello. Hello, and they won't talk about it, and, um, you know, it's like it never happened. Yeah. 
background noise. Well, that would be because I'm reporting live from the Tennessee Walking Horse National Celebration. Chase Williams. And the horse show is going great. Horses are getting in and showing. Everyone's behaving. Pretty good show. Good. And I'm assuming they're keeping you away from the horses. <laughs> well, seeing that I was, you know, uh, seeing the fact that I was fifth in the World Grand Championship, I'm pretty Are you in? Are you in? Where are you at? I'm on the showgrounds right now. Uh, I'm walking back to our show barn. Chase, where? Yes, in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Okay, so you're at the main, you're at the Calsonic. No, I'm in, I'm out in front. We're out in the big oval tonight. We're not indoors. It's in the outdoor stadium tonight. Okay. okay. And one of your horses is showing. One of your one of the ones you train. We showed uh, Saturday night. Saturday we showed Saturday morning in the Yearling Phillies World Championship for fifth, and then came back in the Yearling World Grand Championship and was fifth. So she's the fifth best filly in the whole country, whole world. Okay. So we've got one more going tomorrow night. You you come in as we're talking about aliens and <laughs> much like there's a whole bunch of them running around these showgrounds. They're short, brown, and had dark hair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw him on my Did you just? <laughs> wow. We yes, I did. Wrong group trumping here. Our alien friends from south of the border. We were talking about little green men from Mars. Well, there's no life on Mars that other than fossilized microscopic life. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, re- I really refuse to believe that the United States government could keep that kind of a secret for sixty years. Somebody somewhere would actually have irrefutable proof and leak it. Nobody has. They're, all the proof they've ever come up with is proven to be a hoax. Now, is there intelligent life out in out in the universe? I'm sure there is. That's why they don't visit here because they're intelligent. Huh. That's a whole bunch of rednecks, whole bunch of rednecks running around that planet. Y'all stay away from there. I mean, think about it. Who do they always abduct? People with fishing lures and beer cans. Does that make you want to come here? <laughs> I mean, Fabian, don't you have a story about being abducted by aliens with a rectal probe? No, I didn't want to take away from your glory. <laughs> oh hey! Well, I thought they—I t- thought they were going to take you to their leader. I am the leader, oh. dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Why would aliens want to visit here? They—they they always abduct the most redneck amongst us. They I mean, do, no. and that's, that's why Moonbeam uh, was abducted. And you mean Governor Moonbeam, former Charlie Brown, Governor Moonbeam, California. Well, he Wrong. needs to catch a ride on the hell comet and get the hell on out of here. Wow. And I wanted to meet you. Oh, damn. <laughs> Not a folks, you but know, I'm working I, for you. Keeping it real all the time. I didn't realize oh, you weren't playing with your organ at the event the other night. No, it was Sean, Sean Maffelli. 
Now, I don't play the Celebration. I played the Celebration Fun Show, which is the big mid-season kind of prelude to the Celebration, but I've never played in the Big Oval. That's Larry Bright. He's been, this is his 37th year as official horse wow. organist. Wow. He started 1980 he when he started job. playing. Well, he holds the record of the law. He holds the record of the longest-serving horse show organist of any breed in the United States. Wow! That includes includes Louisville, which just concluded uh, the Southbred World Grand Championships was last week, and uh, the Arab and the Morgan Grand Nationals, which are two weeks from now in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're glad to know that at least you're not going to get in trouble for playing with your organ in public. <laughs> you know, people tend to really enjoy it when I play with my organ in public. Especially, I... especially the 16-foot concert base. What? Especially when I play my 16-foot contra base. But it's okay. Oh, you man. can go play with your little two-foot toss of teeth. I'll be, I'll be right over. I'll be right over. I'm only five minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sir. The footage is at pipe organ stops. The 16-foot contrabass is in the pedals. It's what makes the, the really deep bass vibrations in the music. Whatever. You, whatever and a little positive is a, it's a pushed on one end and a on the other. Do you have whatever anything you of substance to add to this program? <laughs> well, like I say, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, you know, I say I do believe that there's intelligent life, but I don't believe that they visited more than maybe once, and then they found out that we were a bunch of primitive Neanderthals, and they went, "No, we ain't coming back through again." So, <laughs> well, I, I guess it's, you aren't our representative, huh? Huh? It's hard to hear you. Why don't you call in after? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my car. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if, if you know, we're, they're talking about Area 51 and stuff. I mean, it is a top secret military base, and if you get within, what is it, five miles of it, they shoot you on site? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> no, there, there's like a dead man zone around Green Lake. Don't don't catch you in the dead man zone or you'd be a dead man. And it's clearly tested. I mean, it's not like there's it's anything secret. It's like, you know, do not cross this line, you will be shot. I mean, it's black and white, clear as crystal. But I can't remember what the actual boundary marker is. I mean, Fabian, do you know some stuff about Green Lake? Uh-uh. No. Fabian? I mean, don't you know some stuff about Area 51? I do. Well, yeah. Spill it. Um, yeah, I think not. <laughs> not, 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 in, not, in, not even if we promise to get her to tickle you and pour chocolate syrup on it? Um, no, Chase. Don't swing that way. Oh, you don't want to tell everybody that you want to move, move and sing I Feel Pretty in the Shower? Listen, I know you've been spending a lot of time around Mark, but, uh... uh <laughs> yeah, hey, Mark, Mark, like, Mark thought you was a real attractive man. He's like, I want me some Fabian. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm well aware of how he thought yep. of me. 
You know, he, yes, I ran to him the other day. He said, how's baby, baby? I go, I don't know. Why don't you call him? Oh, God. But he's married now, so, you know, you'd have to share with the wife. Oh, wow. Mark's response was he could do things to curl your toes. Oh, shut up. Jesus. Oh, God. This program has definitely taken a turn for the worst. Wow. Oh, wow. Come on. Oh, wow. The American people all love it. We're talking about politics and all sorts of other nefarious things that we probably shouldn't talk about. Who the hell cares? I mean, hey, we got a Trump. You know, all hell Trump is here. Really? Yeah. As I recall, you voted for Hillary. No, I voted for Trump in the general. Who'd you vote for in the primary? Jeb Bush. That was a wasted vote, but I voted for him. Yeah. It, it was a wasted vote. But I don't care. I was, I was going to support Jebbers. I really wish his brother could run again. George W. Can we just make him King George the first and get it over with? But life was good when George W. was president. Um, we, I don't. I don't. Come on, let's do that, W. Yeah, we can get more to run. I think he's done a great job. Yeah, he has done. I mean, economically speaking, he's done a great job. I mean, America is getting off welfare, getting back to work. I just wish that the president would sometimes act a little bit more presidential and not like a spoiled high school girl. Just saying. I mean, the, the tweeting, getting old. I mean, I get why he does it because whenever he throws out some inflammatory tweet. The media spends a week grilling him over it, and while they're doing that off that bunny trail, he's actually governing. But it's still getting a little old. I mean, he won the election. He is the president. He's going to get reelected. I just kind of wish he'd be a little bit more presidential. I mean, can we all agree on that? Well, I don't know. I seem to like I, the way he's doing it. He managed to get a whole new NAFTA deal. With Mexico, which is going to force China and the East Coast to the table. Yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted to be a little bit more presidential. That's all. Just a little more. I mean, you know, I get in trouble. So I get in trouble. You know. He can run his mouth and he gets elected president. I run my mouth and I lose a congressional race. I mean, it's just not fair. But then again, I don't have the Trumper's hair either. I think that's the magic. It's his hair. It's magical. <laughs> it is. Uh, you won a congressional race because you were dating a feminazi, and most people think you're gay. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, thank, at least you're thinking about me. Oh, no, oh, the, 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 the ex is getting married to somebody else now. Isn't that your best friend? Yeah, my best friend. They're actually really happy together, and they actually really make a cute couple, believe it or not. I'm actually quite happy for them. So are you going to the wedding? 
Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> you can pick. I've been invited, but if but if I go to the wedding, I'm gonna probably find the hottest chick in the state of Tennessee. Look, I will pay you a thousand dollars to show up with me in this wedding just to make my ex jealous. <laughs> oh, Fabian, can we get you to dress drag one more time? Oh, God. Gabby on the bell. Oh, my God. Boss lady says she'll go for a thousand bucks. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've got I've got somebody in line I'm going to ask to go to that if I go. I don't know if I can. I mean, they understand if I don't go, but then again, I guess it's kind of stupid not to. I I, I have a question but about anywho, about one of the horses. So we're actually talking about kids. We discussed Fabian's drag habit. We discussed aliens, the horse show. Uh, no, Trump's economic policies working. I have a question about last week's show. I was there Thursday night, and when a particular group came out, I forget which group it was. Um. There was this real. Oh, you mean oh, you mean oh, plant saying the crazy cat ladies? What? Yeah, they, that would be Clant say otherwise on the internet known as Billy Go Boy. Um, he is a disgraced lawyer from Oxford, Mississippi. He is a woman beater. He is a child molester. Um, we know this because he accosted a 17 year old girl at a barn in Winchester and scared the parents so bad because I'm an huge attorney. The parents didn't file charges against him. They, the cops were called. There was a report made. The report has been sealed. Um, he scams people out of money. He causes the citizens' campaign to uh, campaign against the big animal cruelty. Cock block is what it is. He is raising money against the law. He's raised over $300,000 with his GoFundMe accounts. That money we know goes into his personal bank account. He is not registered as a lobbyist or PAC with any regulatory entity, the SEC Elections Commission. Um, and there's no public accounting for the funds. Who are you wow. talking about? She, uh, the lady asked me who the protesters were in front of the celebration, all five of them. <laughs> He has gotten in with a with a horse humane society in Tennessee, named Horse Plus Humane, and the people that own that are, are the last name is Poshner, and they're crooks as well. They kill more horses than they rescue. Their euthanasia rate is fifty one percent. They wow. employ all of the typical radical animal right leftist um, uh, tactics of bullying, violating the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, unlawful search and seizure. I mean, all all of these things. Um, we know. I know of one lady in Columbia that Horse Plus Humane hounded her so bad um, over a 30-year-old quarter horse. Now, for those who don't know, as horses age, they start to lose weight and they lose their teeth. And, the, and this mare was over 30 years hey. old. So, yeah, she, she looked poor. So they hounded her until she oh. had to put the horse down. So the Tennessee division of the has come out and listed a bunch of horse trainers that support what they're doing, and your name was on that list. So when did you begin supporting the USHS, and do you stand behind their mission? What, the what? 
do I do not support any radical animal rights. I don't support the Fast Act at all. I think it's a shitty law. It's a horrible law. Um, it it gives the federal government way more oversight and authority into equine agriculture than is necessary. The system that we have for detecting sorehorses works. Um, matter of fact, the uh, the USDA has not even they've been to the celebration two nights. They were here uh Friday night and Saturday night. And that was it. They probably won't be back till next Friday night and Saturday night. Um our industry report card showed that the industry overall was ninety six point eight percent compliant with the federal regulations and law. There's some issues with independent HIOs and that stands for horse industry organization. And HIOs are are formed and trained by the department to act in their stead. So they're the industry regulators and inspectors. Um, the HIO that, that does the celebration has the highest marks for compliancy of the 26 HIOs that are currently enforced. The wow. biggest problem is some of the, the Racket Horse HIO and the Kentucky HIO report zero violations when the government's not there and then when the government comes in, they, they're turning down 9% of the horses. Uh, it's oh. not that way with a show HIO. I mean, you get, you get past show, the government's no problem. Our, the HIO that, that sanctions the celebration is much harder than the government, and that's the way that it should be. Uh, a lot of people don't like it, but I would, I would much rather our industry inspectors be more thorough and more tough than the United States Department of Agriculture. I mean, we even had a VMO argue a case for an exhibitor. A oh, yeah. show called him out on the scar rule, and the USDA said he's not a scar rule, and the show HIO said, well, sorry, he's out. So the head VMO was trying to argue the point that the horse was in, and, and I didn't see the horse's feet. I can't tell you if he was in or he was out. But, I mean, even the USDA's had to tell show, you, you know, Ease up a little bit. You're being a little too hard, which we never thought so, that would ever happen. So, what would you say to those that accuse you of soaring horses? Well, seeing that there's no proof of that, I've never had a horse turned down. I would tell them to lick my hairy back leg. I'm 34 <laughs> years old. I've been showing horses since I was 10, so 24 years, I have never had a horse turned down. Therefore, you cannot accuse me of soaring a horse because I've never had one turned down. Now, I and, know... And, when all, uh, and when, all the other, when all the other trainers were running from the government, I was leading through. Now, my father had a horse turned down, but not me. I've never had one turned down. Now, what would you say to those in PETA that say that you have extracurricular activities with the horses? I would tell them that they better watch out because they're going to get a slander suit. <laughs> they're going to get a slander suit. They're going to get a slander suit. Oh, okay. First off, nobody believes what PETA says because the CEO of PETA stripped down her underwear, painted herself red, and she's an ugly old bull dyke from, from England and was going neat as bad. So, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn. 
<laughs> the, sooner that, the sooner that this government goes after the Humane Society of the United States, PETA, and the ASPC poses them for the left-wing vegan organization that they are, the better off we'll be. I'm sorry, but I did not climb to the top of the food chain to eat carrots. I like steak. Veal, scallopini, del mar sauce. Oh, baby, cow is so good. Lamb, pig, chicken, bring it all on. The fact of the matter is that these people do not care about the welfare of the animal. They don't care. Or the, They're not. The boss, Go ahead. The boss lady this evening, and they were very delicious. So I am a supporter of PETA, people for the eating of tasty animals. Now, moving back, <laughs> moving back to the topic at hand, on back to aliens. Okay. Back. Aliens. For those of you that have joined since Chase has been on here, Chase is an accomplished organist. He is <laughs> really a pretty, a pretty, a pretty, an accomplished organist, an accomplished horse trainer, and a pretty good orator. Um. He does play with his organ in private, but that's neither here nor there. No, no, I, I, get, I get paid 400 bucks not to play it in public. Let's get real here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I charge 400 bucks not to play with my organ in public. So I'm going to mute you so that we can continue with the I'll come back to you and unmute you occasionally. Ad, but I need to mute you so we can hear what's going on. Go ahead. Actually, hey, just mute yourself and then on a second. I'll mute myself. All right, for those of you that have come in a little later, we're talking about if there is the existence of aliens and before Chase came on, that's what we were discussing. So we will continue with that discussion. And we're going to move to, I'll make this statement about Area 51 and then leave it leave it be. And that is that there are things that Area 51 that's going to make you go, hmm, and would lean towards the existence of life out there. Okay. Um, now, from sightings in Great Britain and in Europe, as we've discussed, have had more sightings in one year than has been reported in the U.S. in 10 years. However, there are government documents dating back to the 1940s that would lend credence to the fact that there is a UFO sighting, usually monthly, if you can get your hands on the air traffic control of the military, you will find that they watch, uh, especially NORAD, and that this is a common occurrence. Now, those that are conspiracy theorists, uh, as a matter of fact, I heard about this in early August, how the government has uh, tra a treaty and alliance with 
some bunch of aliens, whoever it may or may not be. Um, now, I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you this. I don't necessarily believe it because I've seen no proof to it, but I am going to tell you because, you know, we want to discuss all facets of it. So you guys chime in. But basically what I had heard and, and read in this book is that the government's known this since the 40s, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt entered into a treaty with a group, and that's why we live in peace with the little green men. Again, I've seen no proof of this other than the crap I read in the book, but I do think we would be very selfish and very stupid to think that in this entire universe we're the only planet that has life. Um, I mean, let's just face it. Even even from a biblical perspective, uh, there are a couple of things in the Bible that kind of make you scratch your head and go, hmm, wonder if there could be another group of people out there. Whether they be... Yeah us, whether they be different than us, whatever. All right, the floor is open. I think it would be very arrogant of us to think that we are the only ones here. You know. Um, yeah, I believe there is. Well, I'm, I mean, like I, 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 I like hope. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, Hillary is one of them. Um, there were reports about, what was it, seven years ago, that Voyager 2, which is now 91 billion miles away from Earth, their software was changed. And they got a strange message that they can't decipher. So who did it? Or what did it? You know, I found that interesting. Yeah, it is kind of, yeah, you you have to wonder, especially with some of the things that we've encountered, there is a piece of equipment at a certain location at one of our military installations that is made up of a metal that is nowhere to be found on planet Earth. Hmm. And it is a free-floating device with no propulsion system, or let me correct that, no propulsion system as we know it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I find some of the stuff. I'm sorry? Is that the ship they found? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Don't know that I would want to tell you if I could. No, okay. Alrighty. Good enough for me. Well, I, I think the government <laughs> yeah, I have to be mindful of what I say. The government hides for whatever reason they choose to hide it. Some of the stuff that they've hidden you know, I think why hide it? And then other stuff that they've hidden. She must have hung up and called back in. 
for those of you that are muted, I apologize. We have to kind of weed out some of the troublemakers. Hello. Hello. How do you feel? Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. So, lady, you haven't had much to say. I know you've been muted. Um, but you haven't had much to say about our topics. Were you referring to me? Well, you're the cat lady. <laughs> well, I didn't hear the first one. Actually, uh, flying saucers. Twice. Second time scared Wait me. Wait a minute. Say what? Out of me. Yes, I have seen them. Well, do tell. Seen what? Yeah, I was 15. First time I was 15, and it went past my picture window. Big ground flying disc. The second time now, I was you... 28, 29, driving across a bridge, and it came up alongside of me. And like I said, it's it, it, it now... the day like that. Now, when you were in your teen years, had you been experimenting with any drugs prior to this? Drugs weren't even back then. Did you have any sacramental wine or anything prior to this experience? <laughs> no, it was the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> okay, now, when you were driving across the bridge, natural mushrooms. <laughs> I was on my way to church, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Now, now, wait a minute. You hadn't had any sacramental wine heading to church, had you? No. Okay. How much, how much of that berry juice have you been drinking? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's so, now. That's what's back then. Tell us. Tell us uh, what what it looked like and what your now did you for the first one? The second one I have yeah, no but, idea because it, it, it's like I said it scared the daylights out of me and I took off. I was going. Did you happen to take me to your leader or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was going. I hit the gas pedal and I was. Probably doing 90 mile an hour. She made like a truck and hauled. Yeah. I'm sorry? Nothing. Okay, so. <laughs> so the show tonight is about aliens? I saw you. Our whole resident. Oh. Yes, we've, we've just, we were supposed to do this last week. And I remember. So. We went ahead and are doing the topic this week, and then on Friday on PST, we're going to talk about term limits. So I want everybody prepared to discuss term limits and why, or election reform, I'm sorry. We're going to be talking about election reform. 
So I want everybody to be prepared to discuss that and why we should have them, why we shouldn't. Oh, I'm prepared. And, and the, big, the big question, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all. The big question is that I'm going to come up with and I want people to have an answer for is how is term limiting constitutional? I want to go into that discussion tonight. Just be prepared to discuss it when we go into it Friday night. How is term limits unconstitutional? Is that what you said? No. How is creating term limits constitutional? Oh, okay. Because there is a very thin line. There's a very thin line between term limits being constitutional and term limits being unconstitutional. The only reason that the presidential term limit inside of our Constitution has not been challenged in court or has not been overturned is because it has not been challenged. Nobody has ever challenged that. Oh, please. Dear Lord, we don't want a dictator. If somebody ever challenged it. No, he didn't challenge it. He he had floated the idea, and nobody was gung-ho on it being challenged. But if it's ever challenged, I think it'll be struck down as unconstitutional because it takes away the people's right to choose who they want. Mm-hmm. But back to Alien. Okay. I saw okay, him. But now hang on a minute. I, you already told us that we're not choosing the president anyway. So you can't have it both ways. Um, no, you don't choose the president. You choose the electors that choose the president. I don't choose the electorate. Oh, you do. You, choose, you do choose the electors that go to vote for president on December the 15th. How is it that I choose them? Because no, you go vote. And any delegate that was chosen to go to... to to do the thing. No, it would it would have been done in a primary like we did. Hang and on. You have oh. hang on because okay. different states have different guidelines. Indiana matches up with most of the South. When you choose when you go in the primary and you choose well, let's even skip the primaries because the primary determines who's gonna be on the ballot. In November if this were a presidential year, when you go and cast your vote for Donald Trump, you're casting your vote for how many electoral votes does Indiana have? Eleven? No, I think so. Okay. So I do believe it is eleven. When you cast your when you cast your vote for Donald Trump, what you're doing is you are choosing his 11 people, because he has chosen 11 people in the state of Indiana that he is going to send uh, to the convention in December. That's yeah, who you're voting. I, I didn't vote for Donald Trump in the primary, sorry. So I had nothing to do not with who they sent the, 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 the deal. But, all right, if you get the, the primaries primary. have nothing to do with this. This is in November. If it's the presidential year, 
you would be voting for the 11 electors that he has chosen. Versus if you voted for Hillary, you'd be choosing her 11 electors. And whoever gets the most votes in that state, that's whose electors go. In a primary, it doesn't matter. There's one winner, and all the rest of them are losers, and that's just the way it is. Um, Now, as far as, I mean, we'll we'll talk about all this, but But, this goes back to term limits. Don't you choose the electors who go to the convention? In the, on the 15th of December, they meet in Washington, no, no, no. D.C. I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about before that, when you choose your electors to go to the national convention, you then nominate, yeah. you know, uh, that's, you know, I mean, I remember doing that. I'm sorry? I mean, because one of my, I remember doing that because one of my friends was an elector. So, and she went to the convention. You're kidding. So, those are different elections. Those are different. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a whole different ball of wax. But the Electoral College. All that does is secure the nomination. When you go, right, when you go, when you're dealing with the Electoral College, that's who you're voting for, okay? And all of them go. All of the Hillary, all of the all of the Trump, everybody goes. Okay, and that's I mean that's just how it works. But the so state can't vote for how the state win the election is what you're saying. They they cast their electoral yeah. vote towards the way the state voted, the people voted. Well, if Trump wins the majority of the electors. In Indiana, his 11 go. If Hillary does, her 11 go. Okay? Now, they're free to change their mind once they get there, but the states have fail-safes in place. For example, in Mm -hmm. the state of Tennessee, Arkansas, Indiana, South Carolina, North Carolina, if an elector does not vote who they've been sent there to vote for, the minute they cast their vote, their vote's invalid and someone takes their place. So there are fail-safes in place to prevent. You know, you heard back in 16, they were trying to sway the electors to get yeah. electors to vote a different way. I thought way. that was done at the convention well, for the nomination as opposed to the the general. But I may be wrong. I mean, I could be I'm confusing it. They did try to do that at the convention, but the convention was a foregone conclusion yeah. before I ever walked in the door. And it wasn't it wasn't changing, but that's and speaking of which, with without going into too much detail, both parties have actually shored that up, and a situation like happened at the GOP convention won't happen again. Um, oh yeah, well, because I can guarantee you, I'll be watching the rules committee the next time because you know if it continues on the way it does there's no GOP in this gal not anymore if it continues if it if they have anything even remotely close to like they did the last time where they completely uh obliterated the delegates that tried to stand up and say that they wanted to vote their conscience and they wanted that amendment put in the rules and they completely obliterated her. They didn't give anybody any chance See. to even debate it. It was not well, handled because, appropriately. 
Hold on. Well, Hold on. First of all, let's just take hang on. Let's just take this notion of voting conscience and throw it out the window because you're not sent to a convention to vote your conscience. You're sent to a convention to vote who the hell you were sent there to vote for, and that's the end of it. And the attempted hijacking of a convention, which is exactly what happened in 1960, 1964, and 2016, uh, for both parties, um, respectively, um, the, the convention was attempted to be hijacked. Now, were the candidates involved in that? No. It had to do with people and the passions on, on Trump's side, the passions on Cruz's side. I get it. Um, open primaries, closed primaries, all that stuff played into that. But at the end of the day, there was an attempt at hijacking uh, and to try and subvert what the majority of the Republican Party, whether there was, listen, if you don't like the results of the vote, then you close primaries. And states that refused to close the primaries, would there have been a different outcome? Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't but just that. The they were the going day. there to try to change the rules because, like, as an example, the guy in Virginia, there is an actual law where it's a criminal offense. So he had to file a lawsuit about that, and he did, and he won. They cited in his favor, but then when they went to – and the judge gave it – left it to the feds. And so they tried when they went they – when they went to the convention, they tried – and they were that it was basically steamrolled over. There's no two ways about I, it. But I, you know what? Democracy or, is that you you work as a group and have delegates and you democracy. work on the rules. This is not listen, this is not a democracy. This country has never been a democracy. A democracy is how you end up with dictators. This country is not and never has I'm not been arguing a that. I am saying that they they should have used a more democratic way of handling things. They did not. And in the rules, when they have the rules committee meeting at the GOP a week before the convention, they are to vote upon the rules. They are to offer up amendments to the rules. And the rules are established during that week-long convention, or that week-long time frame before the convention. And... And the people that tried to put forth amendments were railroaded and shut down. And it's not shut supposed down. to be that way. And they were, they were but shut the down Trump properly. group was running was fearful. They had people that had never been delegates you know before what? who were being told how to cast their vote. And that's that's just not that's not Who's okay. Feds will never, the federal courts, hang on, the federal courts will never, and I capitalize N-E-V-E-R, get involved between the two parties and how they conduct their business. They will not, ever will they get involved with that. Okay, the federal courts will tell you every single time that they're not going to get involved in that because the the way the parties handle their business is their business. Okay? The only way. What he said, though, the local court, the local statewide court let them go to the GOP and, and move forward with what they were doing. That's all. Because it had to it had everything to do with being able to vote your conscience. And apparently, you know, people can't. 
The state court has no authority over the national party. They have no authority over the state party. And he exceeded his jurisdiction, which is exactly what the federal court, the appellate court, and the Supreme Court all said in regards to that ruling, which is why it went exactly nowhere. The only people in the GOP, and this is what people need to understand, it's the same with the DNC, the only people that have the authority to change the rules, those delegates that you all vote for and send, they haven't got the authority. God granted a pithant. They can't change anything. They can make suggestions. The only people and why that have the authority the rules? To, the only people. And why bother having that, a rules committee meeting? There's no point in it other only, than just to do nothing but, uh, but you know, I mean, if if you if the if the party is going to set down the rules. Then the party needs to set down the rules, but that's not the way it goes. And that's what happened. I beg to differ. Why? Which is why the the un the, the problem is is that the that's majority why of the people that went that wanted to change their vote on the floor were shut down. Simple as that. There wasn't anybody. Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you right now. The people trying to change their votes, those were the ones being hijacked. Okay. We saw it on the floor, and they were properly shut down. That whole situation was properly shut down. And I will tell you that had those votes changed and had it shifted um, to a Ted Cruz being on the ballot or attempted to put him on the ballot, he would have been removed by the federal courts. They would have gotten involved, and he would have been removed. And not only that, he would have gotten his ass kicked by Hillary all across this country. And that's just that. And that's nothing against him. So everybody is convinced that Ted Cruz could not win against Hillary. Well, I, I will disagree until forever. Ted, Ted, Ted would not Jill, even. you know that I crashed for over a year. But don't. I voted for Ted Cruz, too. But I agree with Listen, Fabian. He could have never won against she's Hillary. Not trash, never. Barbara, not trashing okay. Trump, okay? But the, at the end of the day, Ted Cruz would not have won Pennsylvania. He would not have won Wisconsin. No. He could not no. have won Michigan. He wouldn't have won any wouldn't of those states. He wouldn't have won Wisconsin. He, would, he beat Trump in Wisconsin. He would have beat Hillary in Wisconsin. It's a primary. A primary. He would not okay, have beat Okay, yeah, Hillary. and had he had a chance to debate her, he would have wiped the floor with her. But he never got that chance, so that's okay. No. You know what? He I'm not praying over he felt milk because I figure there's going to come a day debate. when he's going to step up. Quiet. Be quiet. Debate, let him, let him. Debate, debates don't matter. Debates don't win or lose elections. Never has there been one won or lost by a debate. Okay? And I'm just going to tell you. I Listen, I'm right on this. He would not have broken the blue wall. He would not have won West no. Virginia. He would have not won New Hampshire. He would not have won Nevada. He would not have won Arizona. I mean, he wouldn't have won no. any of those states. Florida. No. Been blue all the way through. He would have won the southeast. He would have won the southeast. He would have won the midwestern states, uh, but nothing else. And it would have been a blowout. And again, not not a reflection. Okay. Of well, but, but again, everybody has the right to their own opinions, and I'll, I'll just respect yours and inspired. respect mine. The problem is Ted Cruz did not inspire independent voters, okay? Yeah. He appealed to the right-wing base, which that's what he does. 
that's that's. I've never been a member of the GOP or the Democrat Party. Doesn't I'm not saying either one, but I'm saying as a general rule, he does not invite independents to cross over. Independents did not cross over to vote for him. Independents crossed over to vote for Trump. In Texas, right now, in that race, independents are not gearing towards Ted Cruz. Independents are gearing towards his opponent. Almost a 55 to 45 margin. Okay? And if you look at the numbers right now, now, yes, there are people that think because he won in a blowout in that primary that he's going to win Texas in a blowout. Not going to happen. Is he going to win Texas? Yes. But he's going to win it barely. Will he ever be on a presidential ballot? Never again will he be on a presidential ballot. And those that are hoping for it aren't going to get it. Okay? He's just hes not going to do it. Just not going to happen. And here's why it's not going to happen. Number one, by doing what he did, he almost cost himself his Senate seat in Texas, number one. Number two... It was doing what, what he did what? Um, doing what he did what? For 10 years. Running for president. Listen, he's not very well liked in Texas right now. Okay? Rightly or wrongly, I'm not debating the merits of that. I'm just going to tell you that if the political winds shift, and well, and you know I'll, why? I'll you what will push because it. of their ignorance. Because they don't know what it means to be a Christian. Because they don't like to do their investigation and research. Like those of us who did. It has nothing to do with being a Christian. It has everything to do with it. Because they want to talk about how bad he turned his back on his family. That's what the crap talkers are saying now. I'm all uh, all over that campaign. Believe you me, I see exactly what's going on every day. Over there, down there in Texas, I've, I've with his heard, campaign, I've, I've and I hear Beto, and I hear his supporters and Soros' money. I hear all about it. I've I've heard about how he turned his back on Texas. I haven't heard how he turned his back on his family, but I have heard how he turned his back on Texas, according to Texas. When did he turn his back I'm on Texas? Um, when did he turn his that. back? Now did he turn his back on Texas? I can tell you this. It was Vito O'Rourke that voted no for Harvey release. If if Trump does not come out right before the election and endorse him, he may not win. If he's endorsed by Trump, he'll win. But if he's not, he may not win. And I don't know if Trump's come out and endorsed him yet. I haven't heard that he has. He usually waits till right before an election to do that. But Trump is, what, nine for nine now on endorsements? As a matter of fact, the underdog in Florida won tonight because of yep. his endorsement. And that was just by one tweet. He didn't get any campaign for him. It was one tweet. Why is it that you always Trump. believe it's because Trump endorsed it? Do you, do you not think these people are working hard, doggone hard on their campaigns themselves? Not everything that happens. Well, I think they're just... Trump yeah. got involved. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I think that you guys are, are like eating the 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 Trump cultist pills. I really do. You can't. Do you not Jill. see anything wrong with that man? I tell you. Hold on. Jill. Hold on, Jill. Obviously. Hold talk. on a second. Obviously. Hang on, Barbara. Hang on. Since I've been doing this, I've been right about every single election. Okay. 
And I'm telling you right now that Trump's numbers in Texas outdo Ted's by a huge number. And if Trump comes out and he says, hey, I want you to go vote for this guy, his people, independents especially, are going to go vote for this guy. If he doesn't, they're going to be less inclined to go vote for him. That has been evident across every sector where he's endorsed somebody. As a matter of fact, in Florida, where Santos just won by a landslide, Santos was down a week ago. Yep. Okay. And when that endorsement comes out, that galvanizes people. Trump's supporters, especially independents, are galvanized when he comes out and says something. They pay attention. And his biggest voting block is independence. He is gaining more independence in his in his sector at a faster rate than anybody since Ronald Reagan. And that's in all levels of federal politics, representative, senator, and president. And it's just amazing. People, he is able to shift people. So why do I believe that? Is it because I drink Trump Kool-Aid? Trump Kool-Aid? No. But I see, when I see the numbers look one way one week, and seven days after he makes an endorsement, the numbers are totally different over the same demographics, yes. And when you notice the same change in nine races, Yes, when you notice that there's not a significant change in areas where he has not made an endorsement, then yes, you can use those numbers. And I'm telling you, within a point, those numbers are correct. So if Trump comes out and endorses Cruz, which I don't suspect that he won't, I'm assuming he will, given their arrangement, um, that'll put him across the finish line where he needs to be. But he needs to remember, and and he will remember because he has he has been toting Trump water lately. That it will be Trump that will help put him over the finish line. Okay, yeah. because like it as or not, I've said this before on Capitol Hill, Ted's not a liked guy by anybody. Okay, number one, number two. In his own district, he's seen recently as someone who doesn't necessarily have Texas's best interest at heart. Okay, now I don't know what the in what way it is. in what way I really just make statements. It's another way to say talk facts. In what way has he got, not got Texas's best interest at heart? In what way? Here's a here's a fact. Here's a fact. Independents in Texas are leaning ten points to his opponent. Here's a fact. Only 82% of Republicans support him. Here's a fact. Only 8% of Democrats support him. Those are the facts. Now, let's look at the voting turnout of each of those three blocks. You know who's going to determine it? Independence. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you do. Okay, so you're quoting polls to me, poll results. That's what you're quoting to me, not that Texas has any kind of an attitude about how he's turned his back on Texas, because that's, that's hogwash. Then let's, let's discuss that. Let's discuss when he had an opportunity to make sure that funding was there for hurricanes. He voted no. 
when he was given an opportunity to go to shelters and help the people out when he was wait requested a minute, wait a minute. to go there. What are you no. talking about? You're not not to, are Hang you on. talking about Let's Pluto? Continue. Because Ted tried to muck him in to get that help. Let's continue with that. insisted on Hang putting on. it in with the budget bill. Please don't go there with me. Let's because continue. that son of a gun McConnell Let's is the one that is responsible for that. Not Let's Ted. Ted tried for three full months get that funding put through on his day. own. And McConnell wouldn't do it. At the end of the day. At, At the, the end, end of the day, day it's all okay. political. And then right, they try to use is. that crap and that they do against them. You're it's a not about novice, not being liked in Washington. Know. That's old. And That's yeah. from 2016. Yo, will you be quiet for this a few is, minutes? This is how it's going to work. This is how it's going to work, okay? This is going to be held against him. He voted no on a bill that would have put money in people's hands in Texas. He voted no. Doesn't what matter bill was that? He voted no. What bill was that? It's that he voted Who's told me oh, what bill okay. that was so I can look it up? It's in the budget. Go look it up. He had an opportunity. He chose to vote no. When you do that, and he knew this in because he's been in politics long that vote is going to be shoved right down his throat. Minute he voted, hurricane. The minute that he the voted, they, hang on. When when they listen, both sides knew what they were doing. McConnell knew what he was doing when he stuck it as an amendment on the bill, and Cruz knew what he was doing when he voted no. Okay, now he's going to have it shoved down his throat, and he's going to have to live with it. That's how politics works. He voted no on a spending bill that would have put money for hurricane relief in his state. He chose not to. I okay. want to hear That's the way it that was. You just Ted quoted Cruz did not vote no on the budget bill that put the Harvey funding through. And it was in the oh, budget bill. Oh, he did vote no on You okay. better check. He voted I'll find no the on vote. I'll it, it because that's baloney. He, I saw the vote when it happened. When they were voting the budget through. I, feel, I saw the vote. I feel sorry for you. I, I, really, him cast his I feel vote. so sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. When it I'd, comes like to know, I'd like to know what the vote is, what the bill was that you're talking about that he voted no to, because I don't believe it. Not for a second. I feel sorry for you, and I feel sorry for you in the aspect of, in politics, you're so hung up on this love fest with the cheating, philandering Ted Cruz that you fail to realize that he truly doesn't have Texas at the best of heart, because if he did... A, he would stick to Texas politics, where he was doing okay till he decided to launch a failed attempt to run for president. And let's just face it, he got schlacked. Just the way it is, he got outmaneuvered and he got beat. He couldn't have beat Hillary, and we'd have a Hillary presidency right now. That's just the way it goes. Okay? Simple as that. And as far as numbers go, yes, I quote numbers. And in federal politics, I am... Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I think since we've started this group, I've not been wrong once with the numbers. So, yes, I know okay. what to look for to determine what and what's not, and I don't appreciate uh, the inclination that I'm not. Anyway, having said that, we went well over our Wait time frame. I'm looking, so, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It's fine. We can we can have this discussion another time. 
You know he voted anyway. no. You know he voted no on the Hurricane Sandy relief too. Yes, he did. They're shoving that down his throat and, and some ads too. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All you have to do. I is want to Google thank everybody. Jill. Look it up. I, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> want to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, you've got to stand for something. You fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them. We wouldn't be able to do what we do. Thank the family members of soldiers for without them. We wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of Ragtag Patriots and the Ragtag Patriots Board of Directors, this is the Political Superman saying have a good night, everybody. <laughs>